you know, I, I just, I, I'm so proud of these guys. That's as good of a win as we've had all season. And, you know, our guys, two, two guys down, uh, um, you know, really found a way to respond like they always do. I mean, we, we knew this was going to be a really hard game. I mean, Nevada is as, as good as anyone in our league, and they can really play at a high level. They're very, very difficult to guard. Um, and, and I thought our guys, you know, in the first half, you know, we had some things not go our way. Uh, um, I thought we weren't maybe emotionally where we needed to be. But, man, we came out of that locker room in the second half, and we just talked about having a great spirit, you know, about us and uh, picking each other up and trust what we were doing. And, man, the guys just stepped up like crazy. I mean, um, so many guys. I mean, David and Isaiah or David and Isaiah. Um, but a lot of these guys, you know, stayed ready. And um, I, I told them after the game, I said, you know, there's an old saying, you know, when opportunity comes, it's too late to prepare. And a guy like James Moores, you know, who started last year for us, you know, hasn't played as many minutes. But the fact that he has such a great attitude and stays prepared, we don't win the game without his defense. His defense was phenomenal, guarding the ball screen, physicality. Deshaun was in foul trouble, and he stepped up big time. And um, Isaiah Rivera stepped up big time because of who they are, and they stay prepared. And I think we'll look back on that's as good of a win as we've had all year. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. I mean, if you've attempted this process in Colorado, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market out here is crazy. And that's why you want to work with the best in the business. And that, of course, is Mike and Virginia Chevalier of Chevalier Mortgage. They're going to take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Take some of that worry off your plate. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, cool, cool. This is actually attempt number two at this podcast. You're, You're not really supposed to admit when you mess up. That's unprofessional but that is the truth i actually recorded a full podcast in moby arena there's just a lot of background noise and i think it would have been hard to focus and kind of annoying so you know as as jerry says in parks and rec it ain't government work if you don't have to do it twice uh big time win for csu we obviously opened the podcast with audio from nico medved he talked about just this the team's demeanor the fight you know the rams trailing by seven at halftime they start this one 10 of 30 from the floor, really just looked disjointed in general offensively in that first half. They they forced a lot of shots, and, and granted, you know, they're the type of shots that we have seen, you know, people like Isaiah Stevens make in the past. It, it just kind of felt like the Rams in general were, were kind of pressing things. They, they dribbled into the defense, you know, on a couple of occasions and, and got tied up, tried to force some passes that ended up being turnovers, and they also just missed a lot of open jump shots, which is kind of been a consistent concern I guess I don't want to say a problem because they're you know 16 and one best start in program history so ultimately you know we're kind of nitpicking and and what matters more is how this team finished which was tremendously I mean they shoot 33 percent in the first half then they shoot 68 percent in the second half incredible I mean the Rams threw 50 on the board over the the final 20 minutes and 
really just kind of slam the door on this one. Um, going through the, the general numbers here, CSU finished 49% from the floor, 35% from three, both respectable. 15 of 20 at the line as a team, pretty good. Only 10 turnovers, which is especially good after the sloppy start. And they turned Nevada's 14 turnovers into 18 points the other way. That's always big, you know. Not only do you want to force, you know, the other team to give the ball up, but you got to capitalize on that. And, and CSU really did a good job on that, especially, you know, throughout the, the second half when they they kind of flipped this game on its head. Yeah, the Rams won the, the battle on the glass, 31 total rebounds versus 29 from Nevada. Finished with seven offensive boards. That was great to see. Second chance points, they had 11. And you really got to shout out James Moore's in that regard. He was really active on the offensive glass, had a couple of opportunities to get putbacks and or draw fouls. He was just really aggressive in general. Finished with eight points, three of three from the floor. Obviously, Nico Medved shouted him out individually and the, the defense that he played in this one. Deshaun Thomas, unfortunately, picked up his fourth foul pretty early in that second half. Medved decided to gamble by leaving him out there when he picked up his third. It backfired. You know, Medved admitted this post game. It, it just didn't work out. You know, sometimes you trust your players and it works. Sometimes it doesn't. He kind of got called for a, a ticky-tack one. And, and because of that, James Moores had to play a season-high 26 minutes. I mean, he's, you know, playing close to like three times what he normally plays on an, on an average night. And what was awesome, you know, it wasn't just filler minutes. He wasn't out there just, you know, taking up space and then trying his best not to get a foul. He was active on, on both ends of the floor. I already mentioned three of three from the floor. He had this one drive where he kind of went hard at the hoop along the baseline, did a little hesitation stutter step. I don't know, it kind of looked like a shimmy when it was all said and done. Got his defender off balance and then had the had the touch to finish at the hoop. I, I've talked about a couple times in the past where, Moores has been able to to do something similar and then just not have the touch. It, it was great to see him get that. And then I really just felt like we saw his confidence grow on both ends of the floor. He had three assists in this one. So an active passer, that's always great to see from your big man. You know, one of the things that really stood out in, in this one in general was just how the assists were, were pretty spread even. I mean, Isaiah Stevens uncharacteristically only had one. Some of that had to do with, you know, some guys not hitting open shots earlier, but Kendall Moore picked up three. Deshaun Thomas had two. I already said Morris had three. Uh, Roddy had six. So, I mean, when you can get double-digit assist total out of your front court, you know, you're, you're really moving the ball well. And this Rams offense, whenever it's executing, it's because they're they're working it, you know, multiple rotations. There were a couple instances of that uh, against Nevada, you know, where they were able to work it around the rotation once, maybe even twice on a couple of them. And then you end up with a wide open shot from, you know, Chandler Jacobs or Jalen Lake or whoever it ends up being. Good things happen when you play unselfishly. But beyond that, it, it's not just passing the ball. It's passing the ball with purpose. You know, you can't be forcing it. You've got to have a clear target. You've got to make smart decisions. And I feel like down the stretch, we really saw that out of this CSU group. They kind of played to their their full potential offensively. And obviously that kind of shows in the numbers, 68% from the floor in the second half, 50 points. And what was great was, you know, they come out of the gate, force a timeout just two minutes into the second half with a quick 10-4 run, and they just never really let up from there. I mean, Nevada actually shot the ball pretty well themselves, even in the second half. You know, they still shot 48% from the from the floor, 12-25 in the second half, and CSU was able to completely flip its deficit and end up covering, which is just insane considering, you know, Nevada didn't exactly get stifled in this one. But the defense as a whole was much more consistent in the second half. Um, probably allowed Cambridge to get a few too many open looks from deep. 
Medved talked about that post game. Just felt like they they allowed him to get in a rhythm. You know, he he said they did a pretty good job in handling Grant Sherfield, a guy who's really killed CSU the the two times before coming in. So it was kind of great to see CSU keep him at bay. I mean, he had a good game, but he's one of those guys that could you know kill you for forty. So holding him to sixteen on six of fifteen from the floor, two of seven from deep, only two rebounds, three assists. You can live with that. You can live with that any day of the week. And ultimately, I just felt like the Rams, you know, I don't want to say they wanted it more because Nevada, again, they played pretty well in the second half even. But, you know, the Rams, they just came out and, you know, they're diving for loose balls. Kendall Moore had a huge play where he really dove aggressively for a loose ball at midcourt, ends up leading to a three. uh, Well, it ends up leading to a three point attempt. The Rams get an offensive rebound and then end up getting a bucket out of it. But, you know, it's the little things, diving for loose balls, drawing charges. David Roddy drew a couple of really big charges, one in the first half. And I, I will say, I, I hope Warren Washington is okay. He went down really hard on that play. I, I don't want to speculate. It certainly looked like some type of wrist hand injury, you know, hopefully nothing serious, but it, it, it definitely did not look good. And then in the second half, Roddy drew a charge early in the, in the second half as well. So it's just like those big momentum plays really went CSU's way down the stretch, diving for loose balls, picking up charges getting dunks you know Roddy had a couple of dunks that that really ignited the crowd and the crowd man the crowd was awesome it's it's just so fun to have that magic back in Moby Arena because when it's packed with students especially I mean I will say I was slightly surprised to not see a little bit more people non-students wise in in attendance a lot of open seats on both sides of the floor but I get it given the weather it was definitely a disaster especially if you're trying to come up from the metro area that's always it's always a tough battle. It feels like, you know, we don't get snow for months on end. And then whenever there's a home game, you know, it's a peak winter storm where the, the roads are terrible. It's icy. It's a whiteout. It's whatever. We've we've had some bad luck with that of late. But it was still a good crowd. I, I felt like the energy was there as a whole. Nico Medved even said post game, you know, he doesn't he doesn't think the Rams win that game without the crowd. And it, it's just so great to see everybody engaged and, you know, Roddy chance and MVP chance. And the only complaint you know, a couple of sounds like a couple of fans in the student section threw some stuff on the court. Don't do that. You know, that's that's lame. We're better than that, and it's unnecessary. Probably somebody, you know, making a, a decision influenced by alcohol. But we just don't want to get a bad rep. You know, we want Moby to be feared because it's an intense atmosphere, because it's loud, because it's raucous, not because it's you know people you know treating others poorly or you know throwing stuff at them or that kind of stuff. We just we don't need that. We don't need that rep. We've got a good one up in FOCO. Anyways, already shouted out James Moore. It's really great to see him have a big game. You know, the Rams are going to need him. He he just brings a little bit different game to the table than Deshaun Thomas. I do think that ability to, to stretch the floor is huge, and, and I don't anticipate, you know, like major lineup changes or, or anything like that. And honestly, Deshaun Thomas has, has earned that role in the starting lineup. But they, they are going to need both of these guys. This is a team that doesn't have a ton of size. And, you know, we saw early, especially CSU really struggled to get the ball down low. They couldn't get much production in the paint when they had 10 at halftime. In the second half, they come out and, and they're able to get 22 points in the paint to, to finish with 32. And I really felt like James Moore is just kind of being a bruiser down there, opened some things up and kind of allowed the the Rams to, to get down low. And, you know, that's that's a great thing. You need different guys for, for different types of matchups. There's going to be Times were just going small and the Rams want to get up shots and DT is going to be really valuable on that. And he's grown a ton defensively. 
but there's also going to be some times when you're just you're going up against a team with some height and it's good to have you know that that true five that can bang in the paint down low that can come up with some offensive rebounds that can contest shots and and defend you know ball screens and the pick and roll and all that stuff and those are just areas where Moore's really succeeds so shout out to him definitely his best game of the season really a, a strong game from the backcourt in general again it was kind of a slow start from Isaiah Stevens missed his first five attempts from the floor ended up you know going five of seven over his his uh, last attempts in this game had 16 points five rebounds only one assist but he he really did a good job of taking over when when CSU needed it most, facilitating, playing aggressive on defense. And then you were able to get a, a nice little spark from Chandler Jacobs, who had 14 points. He had seven straight at one point early in that second half. He had five rebounds as well, so active. And then David Roddy, just doing David Roddy things, 18 points, eight boards, six assists. He's starting to get to that territory like Nikola Jokic, where you can like casually almost drop a triple-double and it's still kind of feels like a quiet performance, you know, just because he's capable of doing such remarkable things. And again, you know, he was awesome in this game. You couldn't really ask for for anything more. But, I mean, there are times he drops 30, so it's just one of those any night he's always making winning plays. And it's great to see, you know, him, Rowdy, the experience of this team. It's it's really carrying the Rams, and it's it's going to have to because we're, uh, we're really entering the, the most difficult part of the schedule here. UNLV... That should be a winnable one at home. You don't want to sleep on anybody. But then obviously the the trip to Laramie and San Diego State next week. And then after that, you know, you still got trips to Utah State and Reno looming. You've got another game against Wyoming, at least one game against Boise State and Fresno State. So a lot of huge matchups coming up and kind of how the Rams are able to perform here down the stretch is ultimately what's going to decide their legacy when it's all said and done. But at 16 and one, you know, at this point, the the best start in, in CSU men's basketball history. It's it's clear that this group has the potential to to really do something special. You know, I don't think there's any reason to not believe they're capable of of winning the Mountain West at this point. I get they had one bad game against San Diego State, and that's bound to happen. I mean, San Diego State had one bad game against Boise State. I mean, we're going to see some of these top teams cannibalize each other, and it's just going to be kind of a matter of a rolling with the punches and who can kind of survive the gauntlet when it's all said and done. I'll say this though, I, I trust this team and I'm, I'm really just kind of looking forward to seeing what they can do and, and what's going to be a challenging slate, but I think they have the talent and more than anything, I just think they have the, the composure, you know, having been around this team after the high moments and the low moments, they're just, they're always so focused and, and even keeled. So while like people like me, you know, are going to dive into the legacy and you know, the, the potential of joining, you know, the 89, 90 teams, the 2012, 2013 teams for the conversation of, you know, best CSU Rams team of all time. But that group, you know, they're just, they're taking it one game at a time. They're just focused. They like playing basketball and they enjoy winning. And I'm, I'm sure they appreciate everything that they've established at this point. But, you know, I don't think they're sitting around the locker room, like debating legacy and, you know, what could be, you know, that's, that's for people like me who just have a lot more time on their hands and don't have to, you know, practice and all that fun stuff. But I just think having been around them in, in the good moments and in the low moments, you know, they were they experienced what it's like to be one of the four teams snubbed from the from the NCAA tournament. They have that in the back of their minds. It's a group that, you know, has primarily experienced heartbreak in the Mountain West tournament over the last two, three years. They know what's at stake. And that's just so rare, especially at this level, to see a group that's this talented play with this much composure and and just be so level-headed and, and so consistently clutch in the biggest moments. I mean 
CSU, CSU closed this game on a 14-3 run of the last 543. That's big time. Not only are you producing, they went seven of their last nine from the floor, but they held Nevada to one of their last seven. So when the game was there for the taking, when you know the, the time to step on the throat and show no mercy was there, that's exactly what the Rams did, and that's what the best basketball teams do. So another big win, fifth in a row. Really great to see the Rams keep the positive momentum rolling. Not as quite, uh, not quite as much, excuse me, bench production in this one. The Rams were shorthanded, missing Adam Thistlewood, who's out with an ankle injury, and John Tanjay, who has a minor lower leg deal. It's it's not supposed to be a, a big deal, but it makes sense that the bench production wasn't quite the same without you know guys that are they're playing 25 minutes a night. So I'm I'm encouraged. I'm really excited to see how CSU does moving forward, and yeah, just really looking forward to. to riding out this journey with you guys. Um, we got a big time event coming up Wednesday night at Shields, the Johnstown location from 5 to 7 p.m. Come through, get your David Roddy shirt autographed by the man, the myth, the legend himself. The uh, The event we did with Trey McBride was just a blast. So I really hope that this one is as successful. Should be a great time. If you don't have a Roddy shirt yet, that's okay. They will be available for purchase at Shields. And again, make sure you come through. Great opportunity to support CSU superstar through the NIL deal. Great chance for him to, to earn a few bucks, and it's just really cool that we get this chance in the in the modern game. Going to play a little bit more post-game audio. Before I do, though, four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. That means four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting you down to Super Bowl 56, new customers get 56-1 odds on any team. Bet $5, win 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, that's okay. You can experience the conference championship with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game, get a bigger payout. The more likes you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5, win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That promo code DNVR for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. When you look at it, they were still shooting lights out, really, most of the second half still. The last five minutes of defense, what changed on your team to allow you to go on a 12-0 run? You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that... I think for the most part we did a pretty good job on Grant Sherfield. I do. I think we did a, a good job on him. I mean, we we let him split a ball screen once in the second half and get to the rim. I thought that was pretty good. I I don't think we did a, a good enough job on Cambridge. I thought we let him get into a rhythm early, and he's a guy who can put up points in a hurry. But you know, we kept we kept battling. Uh, um, I thought we did a good job a couple of times where we did a better job bringing help to the post. It created a couple of turnovers. We kept our hands active. I mean, James had a great wall up there in the lane, and we took a couple charges when we needed to. And that's what these games are, man. They come down to, you know, there's going to be a dogfight, and you just got to make a few more plays than your opponent. And down the stretch, we were tough-minded and found a way to get it done. You mentioned a little bit, but DT gets in foul trouble. You start using him and James and tandem. James on the defensive end. What made you go to using them that way? And just how valuable was James? You know, James is a terrific defensive player. You know, he's he's really good that way, and he's really good defending ball screens. You know, and this is a team that sets a lot of ball screens, and he does a great job in that with that, and he plays, you know, with a lot of physicality. Obviously, I kind of gambled 
DT picked up his third quickly in the second half. And I'm like, God, you know, I thought about pulling him, but man, it's a, you know 17 and a half minutes to go. I'm going to trust him. And he kind of picked up. We and we went zone. He picked up a cheapo, and then it's like, all right, well, <laughs> let's go. We got to figure it out. We kind of survived playing small for a little bit, um, and then we just fought our way through it. You know, subbed our way through it. Tried to manage it best we could, and um, got out of here with a victory easy to say you know like you know be ready when your opportunity comes but how difficult can that be for you know a guy like James that like you say is in a completely different role and and he just shows up tonight it's incredibly difficult but it's such a valuable life lesson you know it happens to all of us you know at, at times and you're going to get an opportunity and and again that you, you, it's too late to prepare when it comes you got to be prepared and um that's what we preach to these guys and and it's very very difficult to do you know for all of us you know and especially young people but i think it's such a valuable lesson and i just love as a coach when you see that payoff for a young man, you know, that stays with it like that and just keeps buying in and then they get their opportunity and they make the most of it. It's just, it's, it's awesome stuff. And that's what these guys have done. You know, it, uh, we were playing 10 guys. Thank God we were, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, cause we needed them all. I think the first thing he said to us was, you know, he had to be locked in on his scout and, you know, day in, day out. Is he, you know, clearly putting in the effort to be ready for it, for the situations that, what you're seeing daily from yeah them. you see from all, all all the guys and it's like i said it's incredibly frustrating when you're not playing you know the role but you gotta you know you gotta be a star in your role and and, and you gotta stay ready and you know he knew yesterday obviously uh with the news that john would be out that hey i'm, I'm gonna you know this is what we're gonna do and play and, and he was ready he's been there before and and i just again i thought he had a great mindset i was gonna say was their play especially like james and isaiah even more amplified because you had a short bench. You didn't have Adam. You didn't have John. Yeah, I mean, that was who was going to play. You know, we had to figure it out. And, again, I, I thought all these guys – I mean, Kendall Moore's defense on, on Sherfield was phenomenal, you know. And, and uh, you know, Kendall's not shooting the ball the way he wants to, but somehow he will that last one. And I don't know where it was, like somewhere in Moby, like it took about three bounces and, like, that one's going that one's going in, you know. And, uh, um but you know, maybe 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 it bounces your way. I thought we missed a lot of bunnies too. You know what I mean in the in the first half. And so again, I thought his defense was terrific. His mentality was terrific, and everybody I thought really contributed. It'll be fine though. We'll just go on the second beat. You know, that's how you make music. I only seem to write when the words they don't come to me. I'm staring at this page, and I swear it stares back at me. Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings. It's been 35, and I ain't even wrote like half a thing. Rhymes that make sense, but more lines that didn't. I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivots, simplistic white pages. They dreaming we were famous. They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas. And features, those ain't favors. My mood rings an alligator. Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater. Staring at white paper, it's habitual behavior. Check the flavor, that's some sage advice. But confidence, a great disguise. And certain lines are idolized, like, yeah, I'm fine. And I don't mind. It's out of sight, it's out of mind. And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find. Lost and found memories of places I designed. And my imagination's different now, but I swear that I can shine.